Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Is that okay for you, Lou? Did I get it on time? Was that to the second or? You, I think you actually got it to the second, Cam. Okay. Absolutely very, to very the second. Well, very, very well. I reckon um, the Wang's watching. Eat that, mate. Eat yeah. that. I, had it. I made sure well, I'm bossing. <laughs> well, 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 machine. Good afternoon, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi, beautiful people. Jeez, Thomas, you've aged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got hair. And you've got some hair. Your hair's coming. Like. He was watching them mosh ads, mate. He went to fix the television <laughs> and now he's got hair. Look at him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Welcome, Mr. Stephen Thompson, filling in for the wise one. Thank you. Thank you. You've you got to bring the wise because none of us have it. All right. Oh, right. <laughs> I thought I just was here to, you know, go control you between you and Cam, really, Blue. That was it. Just yeah, well, that the referee, too. basically. All right, time to blow the whistle, talk that a bit too. of sense, and then move to the next bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Are you here to replace Thomas, mate? So all I expect you to do is sit there for 10 minutes, not say a word, then tell everyone they're wrong, then sit there for another 10 minutes, not say anything, then tell everyone they're wrong again, not be able to back up an <laughs> then- argument at all. And then sit there and for might, another time, not saying anything. Okay. And you might you might change the rules halfway through the conversation, and then yep. you might pick someone up for swearing and tell them they have to buy half Australian lunch, and <laughs> then tell everyone else your wine shit and yours is good. That's, <laughs> apart from that, you don't have to do anything else, mate. Yeah, you better have like a like a full blown chronological event of your wine and where it come from. I know that I know the results, Chris. So what I can tell you is, in the words of Thomas, your wine shit. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh, actually, just on that, we better tell Stephen the rules in case he hasn't been brought up to speed with them, huh? Uh, uh, Chris told me there were no rules anymore. Well, uh, it's a bit hard to have the, You can't have the skull rule this week because it's very hard to repeat. We're not doing the five tips. So how'd you go last week, Lou? How'd you pull up? Yeah, I was fine, but, geez, God, I'd never do that again. I, I thought I... <laughs> I think I burnt a hole in my stomach lining from doing that. That's a very bad move, but um. It's only wine. It's not bloody cognac. Oh, it's, it's potent in big doses. But anyways, so the only the only rule is, Stephen, we're just not allowed any swear words. Okay. Bar a few. What are we allowed? What are we allowed? We're allowed shit. And that's about it. And that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually blame I actually blame Stephen for the rule. So he's one of the ones beyond the back complaining that we swear too much. So um no one wants to ring me and tell me I swear too much, but somehow it always gets back to me. It's very funny. But Stephen's one of the reasons Stephen's one of the reasons half the English language has uh, been barred from the show. So thank you, Stephen. <laughs> Just all happy, all of Australia, thanks you. Yeah, thank I was going to say, much, happy mate. to help the rest of Australia out, really. So, <laughs> does and that mean Lisa's going to start watching again? Or, uh, well, I think she's been watching anyway since you and her. Oh. Had, you and her had your little heart to heart a few weeks ago. I think um, she's been watching every week. I've still got two black eyes and a sore bloody throat. <laughs> I haven't recovered. Anyways, <laughs> all right, let's, let's drink. Blue, what do you got? So 
This week is a, uh, a Stefano Lubiano, which is a Pinot Noir 2021 from Tasmania. So Dan Murphy's, um, apparently Tasmania or New Zealand, if you're going to drink Pinot, this is where you only drink it from those two places. Um, so yeah, came highly recommended. Um, it was actually a recommendation from Eddie, who works in my office. He's a um, wine connoisseur, if you like. He spent a lot of years selling wine, so um, you know, and for thirty-eight bucks, I mean, if it's a good drop, it's probably worthwhile. So that's what I'm drinking. What are you guys Thanks, drinking? Christina. We have uh, 2018 Cap Sav. It's called Brothers in Arms. Um, it's from Langholm yeah. Creek in South Australia. Um, good drop. I've had it before at home, but I've already had it, mate. Skull. <laughs> that was a nice. I, I remember talking about. I brought it in. I think I remember talking about Die Straight song, Brother in Arms, when we did it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we all thought about it. 2019. This is a 2018. Skull. I'm changing the rules as we go, mate. <laughs> Thomas is alive. He's here. Exactly. Mate, I don't want to let him down. So. <laughs> I am a, I am a tad worried. I think I've already dug myself a really big hole for next week. So um, he'll be, be, be sitting there scoring, mate. He'll be like, "Yeah, gonna get you for that. Yeah, gonna get you for that." Yeah. Bring it on, Steve. Late comer. What did you, you manage to rustle something up? Yep, got a, a bottle of Lee Marquis, which is a Cab Sav from Debo Repair, uh, which are at Ralston. So we were out at Mudgee in the week on the weekend. So. Um, we've actually got some wine from them before, but what it costs, I can't remember, but I'm sure it was under $50 if that's still the rule. Um, that's 100 now. Yeah. Oh, I was 100, yeah. Well, I, I think it probably still comes under there, so it's all right. You so. bought a wine from Bow Repairs. Chris gets his from a garage too. <laughs> it's, it's for you. Um, it's called Chris gets his Repair. from a tire joint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Anyway, what are you drinking, Ken? I'm still, off, I'm still off the wine, so it's whiskey and wisdom again. Today's uh, choice is a Japanese oh, whiskey. Oh, glory. I haven't had it before. Me. It's a uh, blend of four Japanese whiskies, apparently. Yeah. Uh, really nice colour to it. I'm, I'm actually quite looking forward to it. Still on the, uh, still on the no sugar. Still only eating meat. Uh, haven't got long left, but the straight whiskey loophole's been brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Gee whiz. That that'll have some punch. That whiskey will have some punch in it. Um Camel, it's got some real bite to it, that one. Mm. But, uh, um, cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. Mm, that's that's very good. Yeah, very I think nice. I won actually by the taste of that. I think I won. Um, yeah. Well yeah. <laughs> oh, has anyone rated them this week, Cam? Do you know? Oh, I know the scores. Oh, okay. Well, you'll have to do the honours at the end. Yeah. Beauty. Please move your camera up, mate. You look like you're four foot seven, and that's Lou's job normally. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably because oh, I there just... you go. He's <laughs> relaxing. He's just kicking back in his recliner. Yeah, he, doesn't, like... he doesn't get to sit still often. This is a this is a good rest for him. <laughs> I don't know uh, if I still. I don't know if I can actually sit still for an hour. That'll be a test, but we'll just see. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I've got to ask about the tennis. Anyone watch the tennis? The, the, the fall? Curios? Anyone watch? Okay. The Curios? Curios. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I did. Is it just me? Is that, is that a little bit over the top the way he was carrying on? Is that, 
Is that just me or seriously? Screaming oh. at his box and carrying on and telling him to stand up and all that sort of stuff. Do you know the thing is with what I thought, Chris, because I didn't plan on watching it and I thought I realised how late it was and I thought, oh, there's no way I'm staying up that late. Well, I must have subconsciously tuned the old body clock in to wake up at exactly when it started. So I ended up watching it. Um, and I Very said to, I said, to, <laughs> I said to Steve-O, what got me is do you see how often he's shaking his head and and like body language that he was using he was defeating himself just in his own manner i thought like he i think it was outrageous like it's embarrassing really but and that's that's what i was going to say at the beginning of the match i was like all for him i want you to win you're an aussie you're first aussie in quite some time to be in a you know the, you know the grand oh. slam first time for him yeah the odds were on his favor actually because you know uh, what's he had never beat him before and all this sort of stuff but when he started carrying on like a pork chop i was like you know what you are embarrassment and i i, I think it's disgusting the way you're carrying on yeah i've yeah. eaten 96 pork chops this week mate can we not mention <laughs> how many sausages you've eaten <laughs> no sausages don't count they're full of rubbish so i've been very oh. been very clean been very good it's all coming unstuck on the weekend that's the problem mm -hmm. um, Sure it is. I think he's got a box on it. So, geez. I think the problem with Kyrgios is he spends so much time pretending that he doesn't give a shit and anyone can see through it that he probably gives a shit more than most. You know, he puts on the act to yeah. the I don't care act. Um, mm. And it, it, uh, if, you know, it, it reeks of someone who's actually just desperate for people to like even him. When he, um, even when he carried the... the, the runner-up prize the silver platter or whatever it was like just even his body language in that it, it reminded me of a spoiled brat you know like he was just like mm. you know like some people would have dreamt just to be in that position and really at the end of the day if nadal didn't get a tummy bug or whatever he had he wouldn't have been given the opportunity so take it for what it's worth can't say that he would have cleaned up nadal he only wins on bloody clay mate i don't know very un-australian very, very un of you lou no, well, he did Bradbury and just, you know, winged his way in. But, like, anyways. Winged his way in. He made it to the quarterfinals of Wimbledon. Yeah, he fluked it to the quarterfinals. He, I, don't, I, I don't think he would have beaten Nadal. I don't think he would have beaten Nadal. Anyways. I could, just, I could just picture Harry, Prince Harry, and they were in the Royal Box, and he was swearing a lot. And there's a, a, a comment about, you know, the, the, the Royal sitting there. I can just see... Prince William leaning over to Prince Harry going, that's why we sent them to Australia on ships. You know, that's that's why they're convicts, mate. So um, oh. it, was, it was a little bit of it was a little bit embarrassing the way he carried on. But anyway, and, need, and last night, some, unfortunately. He needs some of TL's rules imposed on him, mate. He won't yeah. be able to be, be that's true, mate. What about the footy? Yeah, last night, what a shame. What I happened We're in, but Oh, I'm, I'm a bit run down. I've been up since three o'clock and I think part of it was a devastation. Devastation. Over the footy. You don't watch this sport much, Stephen, no? No, um, but I heard, I, heard, I heard all about it. Like, in our household, uh, in our household, we had a chat that, you know, Max assured me that it was going to happen and New South Wales was going to win. And I said, well... You know, I heard on Kyle and Jackie O that Queensland said this and, and Queensland said this. He goes, oh, what would they know? And then when I saw the score 20 to 12, he goes, all right, I'm going to bed. Don't talk to me about it. 
Um, so, <laughs> so, who did you bet for anyway, Cam? Seeing um, you, you got it wrong last time, what was your bet going this time? Uh, listen, I was, I, the whole family was decked out in New South Wales gear last night. We should have won the game, but what ended up happening proved me right from the very start. I've been talking about the Queensland culture shitting all over New South Wales' culture, and that was last night was a win for the Queensland culture. Um, I actually bet on New South Wales to win, but I also bet on Ben Hunt to get man of the match, and I got robbed because he should have got man of the match in the end. Um, just dumb. We were so dumb, and it was. Well, I will say this because you guys probably don't watch it all the time. It was probably it's the greatest game of state of origin I can remember. Wow. Everything. Like anyone who watched last night probably saw a bit of history, probably saw one of the best games for all sorts of reasons. Like it was brutal. No mums watching will ever let their kids play footy again after seeing it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. Mate, I was, I, was in, I was just about to strap the boots on and run through the television at some point. Um, <laughs> so three people, for those who don't know, three guys got knocked out in the first six minutes. New South Wales mm. lost a player in the very first set of six. Queensland lost a player in the second set of six. And three minutes later, Queensland lost another player. All knocked out, like proper knocked out. Because um, they were just all out there trying to kill each other. And then um, we had the wood on them going into half time, And then we just played dumb. We did some of the silliest things I've ever seen. And, and that's, stupid, uh, stupid mistakes. And that's yeah. uh, talent trying to win on talent instead of trying to win on culture, which... New South Wales, all they had to do, they weathered the storm. All they had to do was knuckle down and start just running the ball up, getting tackled and get back into the grind. Instead, they're throwing stupid passes and making bad mistakes. And all Queensland did was play footy. So very, um, very disappointing was, was, I think we're all privileged to sit there and watch that game. Those those of you who like rugby league, it was something special. Uh, And very angry that we had it we, we lost it i mean queensland won it but we also contributed very heavily to our own demise so. and the comments from the prime minister this morning he watched it with a couple of the other pacific leaders while he was in fiji and he said he thought it was a great game but a few of the others leaders go oh it's very dangerous game yeah Ooh, they're very rough in this aren't they so that was his words this morning so yeah. It was on there was a fight which origin used to be built on fights so it was actually a real fight for the first time in a long time um and it just added to the atmosphere like it was it was palpable here i lost my partners at one stage when we we did something stupid and everyone i've spoken to today who was watching it was the same it was um mm. anyway bloody good apart from that it's just really cold Oh, it's freezing <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's freezing up here even you know, like it's the it's it's nice and sunny during the day, but it's so windy. We uh, I thought a bloody hurricane blew up last night. It was ridiculous. Did you guys get a huge amount of wind? Yeah, yeah. Right. as soon as the wind picks up, we get the winds off the snow and they recover oh. through, and it just free. Just Chris has that every different. night, Lou. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyways, all right. Let's Shall get we... into it. What's yeah, the topic, it. Lou? This week's topic. Why is it that people wait until it's too late to actually start living? So, um, yeah, it's a big one. Even you're 96, why? <laughs> well, actually, I probably am. I actually, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm the oldest on the screen, aren't I? So, um, because I think everyone. <laughs> Mate, only by, only by this much. 
Yeah. I think Chris would be the next closest. Um, because I think everyone thinks they've got enough more time. I mean, you know, everyone's always, I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to do that tomorrow. We all know tomorrow never comes. And I think that we just keep believing that, you know, I'll just do this and then I'll start that and I'll just do this and I'll start that. And uh, I mean, we've all seen it, you know, I, I've had, well, I mean, I'm 52 this year and I've already had three, think three or four mates die in the past 10 years who just didn't even make it to that stage. And mm. I mean, there's a funeral on every single week of someone I know who made it to retirement age and didn't make it past that. And you just think, why, you know, so. Let's start, we've, we've gotten in the habit now of starting by defining the topic before we get too far into it. So what is, what are we classing as living for this, uh, for this question? What is living? I think, it, I think living would have to be uh, living your true life and, and like with genuine purpose and, and um, passion. I don't think that you can say that you're actually living if you're just simply existing. And I think a lot of people can fall into that. Um, you know, going through the day and just counting the clock down. Like, and if you are counting the clock, well, I can pretty well assure you that you're just existing. Um, because if you were following or living your purpose, you, you wouldn't even look at the clock kind of thing. Um, so I think that's that's my uh, definition of it anyway. What do you guys have? Chris? Yeah, look, I, I think uh, what we're talking about is, is similar to what Lou was saying, just go through the daily grind and having that idea, one day I'm going to do this and one day I'm going to do that. Um, mm. I want to go on a holiday when, or I want to buy that car then, and and so mm. forth. And they're not truly living. And it could be the small things day to day as well. Um, you know, really small things like catching up with friends, or um, I've got a long list of things, but uh, and not doing them to the fact that oh, I've got to work this, or I've got to do that because you know um, this relies on me, and so forth. So I think just not putting a pause on things and doing things that you want to do. Um, instead of things that you feel in a commas that you have to do. Mm, mm, yep. So I add acting or behaving in a way that is congruent with who you are now or who you want to be in the future. Mm. And being true to yourself rather than being true to your conditioning. So it's good doing what you want to do rather than what society mm. has, has placed on you is, mm. is I think, yep. for this topic. Yep. Did you have yeah, anything? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I've sort of a combination of the three, but I, I think it's just it's, Skull! it's living Skull! a life, you know, because you're out there on everybody else's do, doing doing what you just want to be able to do, and yeah. and I and I don't necessarily say that working is not because if you choose that work is how you get your life, I think living a life is going to be different for every person. I mean, Absolutely. what living a life versus what you know. Cam and I think is going to be totally different. So I think it's 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 living the life that you set yourself down for in your goals and your dreams, yeah. and actually doing it instead of talking about it. Yeah. I think um, one of the issues is people, as you just touched on, Stephen, separate work from living. Mm. Mm. I have to go to work. I have to feed the kids. I have to pay the bills. Um, and in their own heads, that's not living. So. I mean, we have a retirement age and what happens when people get close to retirement age? I mean, we're in real estate. So how many conversations do we sit there and have with mm. vendors? Oh, I'm finally, finally going to do something for myself. And they're yeah. 60. Mm. And they're 
54. And, and then yeah. and then what happens is how many times have we seen it where they you know husband works to death and and so does the wife and and literally to the point where they'll wait for everything to be in place and then they'll get that caravan then they'll take off and then a week later he drops dead you so know why why then do people, put off living you know why aren't people including their careers in their life as it as it were um, I don't think people. I think, don't think a lot of people are fortunate enough to to have that, um, at, or don't think they can do that. Yeah, uh, a good the, friend the of mine. Second statement's more true than the first because everyone's got the opportunity to choose life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they, they don't think they can do it, right? Or people who are doing it don't realise they um, they possibly can change things a little bit to make that work life balance actually living rather than having it separate. Um, there is a mentality where people, and I think I've mentioned this before, have that work is work and family is family and the two don't mix. Mm. Um, so there are, is that mindset. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a story of a friend of mine. Um, she's She's got a master's degree in environmental science. And all she ever wanted to do from a young, being a young girl was to be a mum. And she married a good mate of mine who uh, all he wanted his life wanted to do was work at Qantas. And he worked at Qantas for... 30 something years until he was made redundant through COVID and then got a job uh, building, um, not escalators, conveyors for Amazon and loves it. And then got three kids and they're absolute like, like ninja level parents. They're living their life. They don't travel overseas. They don't have flash cars. They don't have a big house, but they're living their life. They, they're, they're, they're churchgoers. Their kids are, are very successful in what they're doing. Um, but I think we have this mis misconception that living is you know, going on holidays and living a big house and having a good car and all this sort of thing and having millions of dollars in the bank. That's not living. Living for everyone is quite unique. And, and I look uh, up to them. It's amazing, you know, what they've achieved for themselves. What qualification did she have, Chris? She was a master's in environmental science. God, she must feel smart next to you. Oh, I'm sorry, you opened yourself up for that one. I've seen that coming. She must feel smart when she has a conversation with you. I catch fish. At least I catch fish, Ken. Yeah, but look, I think. So he's living, he's living, then being, he's living, then being content and happy with your lot as it is. Oh, I think so. I mm. think so. I agree. The whole idea of retirement is that I'm going to be happy and content after I've slaved away for 50 years instead of being happy and content doing what you're doing the whole time. Mm. Absolutely. I think you're right. I think Lou, you're wants right. Lou wants to argue. No. Seen it. I, I never want to argue with you, Cam. What are you talking about? I've no, seen I, it. I, I think. <laughs> no. no I've I seen think... it. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Duke up. No. I think the thing is we've got to be because people who are content with their lot, yes, I do agree that some people are living in that instance, but I think the, the whole, the whole uh, topic of the podcast is why is it people wait until it's too late to actually start living? So s to start living is actually living um, in every aspect of your life and enjoying every aspect and living your true life. I think I think you can make excuses to be content with your lot when you're really not. Because I think a lot of people, why is it that it takes the death of a loved one to go bankrupt, to, you know, to, to be told that you've got three months to live before you get your health in check? Why is it that all these bad things have to happen in life 
before you actually go, you know what, I'm going to start looking after my health or I'm going to start paying more attention and spending more time with my family or, you know, you, you're about to go bankrupt. So I'm actually going to pull my finger out and go to work. Why is that? Why does it, why do people get to that point where they, something bad has to happen before they pull their finger out and actually start living? That's sort of. I, I agree with what I you're saying. Yeah, you go. Yeah. I think it comes down to um, something I heard from Anthony Robbins. It, it, you know, his six human needs. We've got the six human needs. And one of the human needs, and there's a very big one after love and significance, and love connection and significance being the first two main one. The next one is certainty. And mm -hmm. a lot of people need certainty. And it's the certainty oh. to meet your bills, uh, you know, to pay the house off, you know, to make sure the kids yeah. have got a roof overhead, groceries in the bill. And everyone works to this certainty. But the problem is I think we, we, we put too much in front of us to be able to achieve to pay for all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, some people believe they do, right? Um, and then by the time they have that certainty and they look for um, the other three, which are growth, contribution and variety, often people are at that tw those twilight years. Mm. And that's the unfortunate thing. People haven't had that education to say, well, why are you waiting so long? Because you know what? There's the other saying, if everything goes wrong, and then what? Mm. And you just keep saying that. And it comes down to, well, you still got your family, you still got your health. And whether it's a picnic by the river down the street or, you know, lunch on a, you know, in, in the Eiffel Tower, whatever it may be, is you can make the most of it there and then. Well, but what my thing is, Chris, how much more certainty do we need in life other than that the journey actually began to start living the minute we were born? You know, and that but we don't realize that. And I know, we, I know a lot of people but, don't realize but, but we don't realize that. Unfortunately, we realize it too late. And unfortunately, the mindset of a lot of people is that that you know that the the reason for living is somewhere in the future. You know, waiting somewhere in the future, and we we can't. It, and unfortunately, going back to what I said, it takes certain event, events, or I call them life quakes, which is something I learned from a podcast from Jay Shetty. I think is when these enormous things happen in our lives that shake and us. And yeah, and um, then we start living. Like, you know, it's a, it's a shame. We overcomplicate our own lives. We overcomplicate our own lives. I think it's a simple. lot of- And it's when, it's when those pivotal points come, we, we stop and we say, uh, we can cut off those bits and pieces that are unimportant, which we thought were important. Mm. So a lot of- thing. A lot of our lack of living. I mean, if people want certainty, there's nothing more certain than where you are right now, right? So Absolutely. people don't realise that they have all the certainty they need in life because you are you. You can look in the mirror and see yourself. You know where you are, whether you've got a job or don't have a job. That's certain, mm. right? Now, what tomorrow brings, nobody knows. That's uncertain. So people who think they don't have variety is that. When I mentioned contentment before, Lou, I wasn't saying that people should be content with their lot, but... Yeah. That, that would be happiness and that comes into gratitude and that's being okay with where you are. doesn't mean you don't want to change. And I agree that a lot of people tell you that they're happy with what, who, who they are and where they are. Yep. But that, I wasn't disputing that for a fact. But is living actually realising, shit, I'm me, this is where I am, I'm okay with that and, mm -hmm. and going about each day like that? Is that living? But it's each person's definition of living, though. We keep talking about start living, but what's your definition of living versus someone else's definition of living? You know, you talk well, about... We, we said that. We, were all, we all sort of said the same thing. It was about being true to yourself rather than 
true to society. So, but how do we judge someone to go? They're not living their best life. Well, it's not for us to judge. They're judging themselves, right? But that's so what a lot of people. Don't, what a lot of people don't relate then. If if people think they're living their best life already, how do we judge that it's too late, or why do people leave it to the end? I mean, do people leave it to the end? Do people leave it too late? Because we're saying we think we leave it too late because we know a few people who worked the job they worked, they died a month after they retired, and maybe there were some things they might have wanted to do, but we don't know because they didn't tell us from the coffin. Um, I'll go. I can answer that for you, Steve. I was going to do that a bit later, but. We'll, we'll come back to where I wanted to head next. I just thought I should jump um, in for 10 minutes. That was all like after 10 minutes I should talk. Yeah, you tell everyone they're wrong. <laughs> so thank you. Hey, yeah. uh, and you're all wrong. That's your, right. Yeah, sorry. Your question, your question can be answered because one of the things I wrote down here was deathbed regrets and I did a bit of to still lose line, a bit of research into people's deathbed regrets. How do we know people were living it too late? Well, there's a nurse, a palliative nurse called Bonnie Ware, who's written a book and there's 4 million articles. But the top five things that people have said on their deathbed through her career, number one, I wish I'd had the courage to live a true life to myself, not the life others expected of me. Exactly. Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Number three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And number five, I wish that I had let myself be happier. Mm. So she's accrued that data over many, many, many years. And when mm. you ask, how do we know, Stephen, how are we just judging people? There's some scientific evidence for you that touches on just about every point we've raised. People get yeah. to the end and realise, shit, I was alive for 75 years, but I didn't realise that, when I woke up each morning, it was a day to be a lot. That's how yeah. we know. And it's not about judging people because we don't know. Exactly. Some, exactly. Some, people, the grind, some people, the grind and the nine to five and, the, and they're going to work for crap pay, that might be their dream life. Yeah. But I still challenge that person to say, oh, but I bet you when you retire, you're going to start traveling and you're going to buy the car you always want to buy and you're going to do this and you're going to do that instead of doing it now. Mm. And I think going back to exactly what you just said, Cam, those five things, none of it involved money, really, did it? None of it involved possessions. It was more time and more on themselves and enjoying the people around them and, and you know... Well, it depends how you define... I mean, I wish I'd let myself be happy. For some people, it would have been buying the things, the material things, and because we all, again, I keep bringing up retirement. I'm sure I'll stop doing it soon. I'll have to scale if I do it again, but... Okay, they all retire and go and spend money. Right? Yeah, yeah. The problem is how much more. I haven't done it, but I, from third-party stories, how much more fun is it traveling Europe as a twenty-year-old than it is as an eighty-year-old? Mm. <laughs> you know, um, how much more vitality have you got yeah. to actually enjoy the yeah. things that you consider living? Yeah. I mean, than when you're twenty than when you're eighty. It's sort of like when we talk about it and we, we have done in various seminars over the years, it's like when we say, you know, people that are working really hard and really long hours and they, they, they're doing it because they think it's the best thing and the right thing for them to be doing. But it was something I remember early on in my sort of career. It's, I, and it was a 
a quote that I'd read and it stuck with me. It's, it's, it's obviously wonderful to have money and the things that money can buy, but it's also very important to look back as you progress to make sure that you don't lose the things that money can't buy because anything that money can buy can be bought again, but you can't buy family, you can't buy time, you can't buy health, you can't buy uh, memories, you know, so it, that's... I think we need... I think hey, uh, hang on, I think Mr Luang's watching. Why, did uh, we just get a big comment or...? Yeah, the Wine and Wisdom page just miraculously commented, everyone should have a house that looks like a house and then have to fix every single thing around. <laughs> I put a photo up yesterday in our team chat of my front yard, which looks like an excavation site at the moment because of a drainage issue. So I know you're out there, big fella. I know you're out there. Mm. I, yeah. I think the thing we, we need to realise is a lot of people um, in, in those comments of the dying um, was nothing to do with money. And one of the things I wrote down was... Who just said that, mate, skull? <laughs> Let me finish we literally just here. said exactly um, that word. One of the things, one of the things we didn't realise is that a lot of it comes down to not forgiving people and not moving on. Yeah. And that, and that's, and and having those, like you said before, came about one of those things is not forgiving friends and moving past hate, um, and being able to live beyond that. And often enough, it's not those people that are the issue it's yourself that's holding on to those problems 100 percent um, that's stopping you from moving on and living a life and being happy. a lot of people do it but again being happy is the choice you know why we're lucky enough that in what we do we're we're learning all the time about ourselves and and how a lot of everything that we if not everything we do it begins and ends with us and i think a lot of the times is people just simply don't know where to start so they end up doing nothing how do you forgive someone when you haven't learnt you know, the six human needs and all those other emotions that drive us. Like if you don't know that, study that, understand that, and you can't understand why you're always angry and therefore I'm not going to do that because you can't get past your anger. People don't know where to start. There's a lot of uneducated people in, in a broad sense, I'm meaning, in terms of understanding themselves and what drives them and how to forgive and how to love and how to, you know, forget and all those things too. I think there's another one that I, I wrote down was... A lot of people confuse um, having more, so having more money or having more skill or knowledge, um, the same as being prepared. Mm. I think they confuse the two because you can have all the money and all the skill and all the knowledge that you want, but you still can't be prepared for everything. But people wait to be prepared to do things. But sometimes yep. it's, you, you just can't have it all. That's and it. it. So maybe it's just do it now. Do, do it now. Um, yep. There was a book, a book I read years ago called Ready, Fire, Rain. And mm. it was about just do it and then work the rest out as you go along. Mm. Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, may, whatever it may be, whatever it may be, doesn't matter, starting a new career or, yeah. or, or you know, forgiving a friend or joining a group to make more friends, whatever it may be. Yeah. I'd like to this. Someone just commented and said uneducated people often lead a better life than people who know the six human needs. And sometimes uh, ignorance is bliss yeah sometimes you think a lot of people don't live life because life's too complicated because they overthink it because they know too much we just, chris just said i think it was chris just said all the skill all the money all the knowledge in the world doesn't mean you're going to live life sometimes the happiest people are the people who have the least you know we 
how, how much we all love those documentaries, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't have them on Foxtel where people just live in the woods. Mm. Right? And they got everything they need. Well, they go and, catch, got, they right? go and catch their food. They, their kids learn how to survive. And they, mm. they seem so to be people who are, they're people who are living every day. And you can see it in them. And they're healthier. Mm. They're all fit. There's no one sitting out there looking like the three of us. No offense, Stephen. Um, well, no, you didn't mention me talking about the three of you. That's all right. I, I meant know. to say the three of you, but the Suntory, Chris <laughs> is right. The Suntory's got a kick to it. But I don't think edu- education, sometimes education's a burden. With education comes expectation with it from yourself and from the world. Um, you know, you know Chris, is, Chris nailed it on the head before. His friend who's got a degree in environmental science, all she wants in life is to be a mum. Mm. And she's amazing. Amazing mum. Mm. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So we've hinted a few times that a lot of the reason people don't live is because of their conditioning, right? And society's pressures, go to work, get a job. But it's not not even society's pressures. Let's go back one step. It's what we learn. I mean, someone told us... We had to go to preschool, then we had to go to kindergarten, and then primary school would follow by high school. And when you came out of high school, you had to go to university or get a job. So that would be the definition of society's pressures. Yep, that's what well, I'm saying. Yep, but still, it's that parental <laughs> pressures because maybe other people who live in the bush, bush in the wild, said, you know what, stuff all that. If I can teach you to yeah. kill a kill a, a deer and light a fire and build a bar cut, we can live the best life we're ever going to live. But mm. my question is this, and along those lines, Stephen, is it uh, is there less of that now and is it a generational thing? I mean, we've got you, mm. you two are in, Chris and uh, Stephen are in a very similar age group. Hey. Lou and I are similar, but a different generation. I'm ten years. I'm literally a generation behind you guys, and I'm not saying that facetiously. There's a big word. Look it up. Um, so, so. But all we tell our kids, all we tell our kids today, I don't know about you guys, is be what you want, do what you want to do, be what you want to be. Yeah. So, is it a generational thing that do we think the next crop? Probably not our generation. Maybe the generation under us, Lou, or the one after that they're going to have less of those deathbed regrets because of all the stuff that Stephen just mentioned isn't as prevalent now? Well, Cam, look, I I don't know. I, I possibly completely think the opposite to some extent, you know, because shocked. I see... Shocked. Shook. I, I see a lot of people finding happiness in material things and finding value in things that are, you know, they're, they're looking for things to fill voids. Um, nice cars, um, this, that, or whatever. I think the thing is, is the programming, like a little bit to what Stephen said, some people pursue a career because that's what their parents wanted them to be. So they live a life of unhappiness, keeping their parents happy, but they're living a life of unhappiness, you know, and I think um, that's a that's a major one. Like we've all heard of that and experienced that with, with other people, um, you know, but I, I, I don't know. Like that's sort of my take on it, that, I think that a lot of people find happiness happiness in in material things where happiness can only be found in within you know and I think the world is teaching people the opposite so the generation to come you know are they going to be living their best life if all the happiness that they find and seek is outside of them because if that's the case they'll never truly be happy and therefore living their best life 
But do you think there's less societal pressure now to get stuck in the nine to five and do all that stuff? You reckon it's still there, Chris? Still there. Yeah. Oh, look, this is what I put. This is what I put it down to. When when Steve and I were we were kids, Steve, you were 1970, 1969, 1970, Vinny. Is that right? 70, Steven? 70, yep. 70, Summer 69 was a great one for more reports. We didn't have these bloody things in our pockets telling us that we're not enough every day, right? Uh, information wasn't in our face as much as it is today. Um, and, and we were out in the streets riding bikes until dark and so forth and out with our mates riding around in cars until we're 18, 19, whatever it may be, yeah? Mm -hmm. But today, as from a 13, 12, 10-year-old, they've got these in their TikTok and Insta and all of them telling them that, you know, this person's fantastic. And they think they need to judge themselves against that. So I think, your, to answer your question, Cam, moving forward, I think generations are going to have less happiness and are going to find it harder to find that happiness because of it. So what are then what are no see I, I disagree. Ooh, I, I, I think differently. No, because you know what? I think I think it's less pressure now than there was. There's still pressure out there, but as it becomes less affordable to buy a house in this country and people decide that renting is a good option, and there's ads out there every week, day of the week telling you, you know what, renting is just as is is more effective than buying you'll save money, whatever it might be. You, if you look at some of the younger generations now, and I'm talking, you know, kids, Lou, similar ages that we've got, mm. doing what they want to do way more than ever we did what we want to do. I agree with Steve. You know, and I think it's only going to get better, Chris. I, I, and I might be wrong. I, what would I know? I'm 52 now. I mean, that's, you know, something good did happen in 69, and that's true. I'll talk to my mum and dad about that later. But... You know, it's, it's really the point is that as things become less, I think, you know, we've changed even since COVID. People don't want to work seven days of the week or five, mm -hmm. even five days of the week. They mm -hmm. want to be flexible with their time. They want to be flexible with their hours. This is the new generation coming. You know what? We want to live our best life now. True. You know? So there's I think really nice bosses. there's some really nice bosses out there that are letting them do that, aren't they? So. And, um, but that's right, because they realise if they don't let people do that, they're probably going to struggle to find staff because that's what the new world wants. Okay. So let me ask you this. Hang on. It might be a whole topic in this, but let me ask you this question without notice. What are the five deathbed confessions of the Gen Ys going to be? Who are they again? Which what Gen Zs. The people who are 30 now, let's just say 30-year-olds now, what's their five uh, deathbed confessions going to be? If it's not what I work too hard, for example. Um, oh, mate, that's, that's big, big I, I reckon. I reckon I didn't work hard enough. Is going to be one of them. Well, it probably will. But you know, the difference is deathbed confessions are different to real confessions because when you get to your deathbed, there isn't any time left. So you've just got to think, what's the one thing you might have missed out on? It doesn't mean that it's real life. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I'm not no, saying. It they're part of it, but when you got a deathbed, unchanged. The, the question is the question. The, the 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 palliative care nurse had five had her five top deathbed, uh, and that's true. Okay. So what are five deathbed confessions in, in fifty years' time? What are the five deathbed? I think honestly, a lot of people because the pressure has been released. One of their things will be, I wish I went to work sooner. Or one could be, did I post enough TikToks before TikTok actually closed down? 
because I'm sure by the time they get to their deathbed, TikTok's probably not even going to exist. But, you know, did I do enough on TikTok? I think I think one of them will be, and, and look, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one in my 30s here, so I'm pretty well, you know, um, qualified to speak on it, is probably um, did I put too much emphasis on what other people thought of me as opposed to what I thought of myself, you know, and, and that's probably similar to, you know, like a lot of people's deathbed regrets, I suppose. Um, did I, sorry, Chris, I see you busting to say something. I'm just going to let you. Did, did I truly connect with the, my friends that I had? Yeah. Did yeah. I truly connect with the friends that I had? Yeah. Because I think there's going to be a lot of there's there is there is already a lot of superficial relationships. Absolutely. And did I, I too much emphasis on likes versus friendships? Exactly. Exactly. Did I focus too much on finding my value in happiness and material things as opposed to within myself? You know, I think that's a big one as well. But let let's let's answer this one that was posted. Are the four of us living? Can you actually sit here and say that you're truly living who's going, better at it. who's going first <laughs> i'm getting better at it i mean that honestly get better at it much much better at it yeah i think we're all works in progress yeah. um i mean i could say no because i've got goals and dreams of things we want to go and do so because we're not doing them we're not living our best life and you got $12 billion, so if you can't do it, what else? What else but I don't stuff? think, I think though that, Stephen, I think the fact that you've got dreams and goals that you are, because some dreams and goals can't be achieved on the same day that you set them. You know, they, they are work in progress. So. You said the question, are you living your best life? Dreams and goals aren't going to help me because if they're dreams and goals of things that I'm going to be doing in the future, I'm not living them now. So putting too, much, putting too much emphasis on happiness, right? So oh, when, we back, when we went back to the definition, not one of us actually said living is being happy, right? We, we True. Right? So we keep saying happiness. I look contentness, fulfilment. Are we content? Are we fulfilling it? Are we working towards fulfilment? Are we doing things that... Yeah. Uh, true to ourselves. If, if a definition of living is living true to yourself, are you living true to yourself? That's the question. I think I think for me, and going back to who, whatever that post was, um, if you're living your most authentic life, or for me, okay, I'm only going to speak for me. But are you? It's not if you. Are you? You asked. You you brought it up. So are you living your true to yourself life? No. The, the question was: Are the four of us living? And if yeah. whatever my definition of is of living is, I can only answer based on my own definition of living. Because you know, for some it might be happiness, some it might be connection, whatever. Authenticity and vulnerability is mine. And if if that's if I'm living that life, then I'm living to the best of my ability. I mean, I'm I'm doing all the right things. I'm 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 doing all the things that make me feel good, warm my heart, no, make me feel good about. What I do every day, I I try and to um, connect and wouldn't change a thing. Would wouldn't change a thing. Oh, Cam, if I actually sat down and analysed every single little part of my life, I'm sure there's things that I would change. But I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not living, because otherwise I'd be one of these people that don't get out of bed and and, and don't work and and don't care and don't pursue big dreams. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not doing that. 
The answer for me, if someone actually has to give an answer is, if it's a yes, no answer, then no. The reason I said I'm getting better at it is because I'm still not living 100% true to myself. It's a, it's a journey. It's it's a journey. You know, it's not about like... It doesn't have, no, it's not a journey. It's a choice. It's not a journey. It's a choice. But that's your opinion. It doesn't have to be a journey. You know what a journey is? Waiting until retirement to actually live true to yourself. That's a journey. You have a choice. I think journey you is... Our, choice. I think journey is our conditioning. That's true. I, I do think that. Whereas it's journey. a choice. You know what? Sell everything yeah. tomorrow, go get on the road if that's what someone wants to do. And if that's the decision you made, never look back. You mm. know, um, it's, yeah. you we, know. We're all a work in progress and no one's perfect. And the day that they think that you are, that you think that you are perfect and that you've know, you know everything is probably. It's not about being perfect or knowing anything. It's are you being true to yourself? Are you living? That was the question. But what's your definition of living, Cam? I've just said I'm not living. But everyone's. Everybody's because I'm not, I'm not one hundred percent living true to myself. No, you, your definition was the same. But did we you that comment, the podcast with definitions? A comment just came through. For some reason, not getting out of bed can be living for some people. Yeah. When I was fourteen, hey, when I was fourteen, hundred percent not getting out of my bed and playing the PlayStation was living, bro. And anything outside of that was taking away from life. So yeah. we've got to. You talked about not judging before, Stephen. So we've got to. We've got to be careful with those where we say. That's what I'm saying. Everyone out of bed, not getting out of bed is not living. Anyone's Everybody. idea of living is living. Chris, are you living? Living. Everyone's got a different version of living. Let's ask the the uh, perennial fence paling. Are you living? <laughs> My answer is has to be a yes and no. I'd say no. But I'd, I'd, I'd go back to what you said before, Cam, that I'm working on it, that I'm a, a lot more conscious, uh, a lot more conscious about it, my choices and my activities with the family and friends and so forth and, and travelling and, and doing all that sort of stuff that we want to do. Mm -hmm. Am I doing everything that I want to do or have I achieved everything? No, I haven't. And you know, I, I started it. Because it's the journey. Sorry? So what happens? So I think look, life is. I think life is the journey, Luke. I think life itself is the journey, but being before. able to live in the moment, and I think that's where I'm. I think that's where I'm getting better is living at the yes. moment, not not putting the, you know not putting the good the, the good crystal away for when people come over. Enjoying things today. Yes. Um, you know, sure we we put the good bottle of wine or the, you know the good scotch away for when people come around, but have people around more often. Yeah. That sort of thing. But when you that say that for me is living. But when you say there's still things that I need to achieve and want to achieve, and when Stephen says I haven't achieved my goals, and if I don't, then I'm not living, that doesn't mean that you're not living. You can't, if you say I'm going to go to America tomorrow and that's me living, it's not possibly possible for you to do that tomorrow. But that doesn't mean you're not living. If you're working towards that, you're living. You know, if you, if you can't say that because I haven't reached those goals yet, I'm not living. Like if you're working. I don't working, think the goal has any. I don't think the goal has the any. There's still small. There's still more doesn't... things within that loop that, that there's small still things things small things within that that we all want to do. And, and it doesn't have to be a of big course. thing. But it can be a small thing. It can be as simple Absolutely. as picking up a book twice a day. It can be exercising. But if if we've got those little things that we want to be doing that we know we should be doing and we're not we're not living what we want to live. Yes. I think. Yeah. But they don't have to all be big things. They can be small things. Exactly. If we want to spend, you know, if we want to spend a, an hour with our, each of our kids 
you know, one-on-one, you know, every day or every week or whatever it may be. And we're not doing that. We're not living. We're not living what we're trying to achieve. Mm. But as long as we're working towards that, I think that's the main thing. I think we get all caught up in, and this is part of the problem where people don't live, is we get caught up in the fact that you've got to forgive yourself. It's not a yes or a no answer as long as you're working towards it. And that's why Cam's thing was, I'm not... I'm better than I was, but I'm still not where I am. So, yes, I'm working towards it. I think it's a, a, a great answer. Because- that, wasn't the, that wasn't the answer, though, Chris. I'm going I'm to cut you off for a second. And the reason is this. We are becoming part of the problem here because Stephen said, have I done everything I want to do in life? No. You said, have I achieved all the goals I have in life? No. And you're now misquoting me by saying I'm working towards... It, I just said I'm getting better. I'm not the, the goal okay. has nothing, the goal has nothing to do with living and, and people with goals. I'm talking about you're working towards no, consciousness. Yeah, but things I haven't achieved and things I want to do, that's what retirees do. That's part of the problem. They go, Oh, when I I'm gonna to work towards it and then I'm gonna retire. And you you two yeah. especially, you two especially. Now Lou said it and then she backtracked, and I agree with her last statement, not her first statement, but that's part of the problem. Simple question, are you for living and you couldn't give, no, uh, Stephen, yes or no? I'd cut out, what was that bit? It was a close-ended question. It wasn't an open question. The question was, are you for living? Lou wanted to answer it, but she hasn't given a yes or a no. I'm living, I'm living my life. I'm happy with the life. I'm, I'm, I live a life of happiness. Right. I live a life of gratitude. And if I, and to answer Crystal's question, if I died tomorrow or I was going to die tomorrow, I would not have any deathbed confessions because I'm happy with the life I've lived. Is you there look like a, a chance too, mate? So I'm glad you're happy. If there's a lot more I need to do, yeah, I'd love. There's a lot more things I'd like to do, but it doesn't mean that I'm not living now. Hundred mm, percent. And I think that's where we can't judge what people's version of living. If reading a book every day is what you want to do, Chris, and that's okay with you, and that's living for you, then no wonder your wife's gone into state for the moment, you know, to sort things out. Right? You know, like it's just what you have. It's it's what you do. You know, so you just. I think everyone's going to have a different version. What we've got to do is decide how do we help people start living now. And yeah. the younger- we've got to take achievement. We've got to take achievement off the table. That's the first thing. The thing I'm picking up from this conversation is everyone, as I just said, mentioned some sense of achievement as to am I living or not. I, I've achieved this or I haven't achieved that. Is conditioned to living. The achievement can't be. You need to live, and the achievements will come along the way. Yeah. So take off. Take off. Uh, Goalposts, right? If you want to live, remove the goalposts as a as a barometer of how your life is going. Because the goalposts come. The goalpost is a journey. We set goals. We know there's a process to get to them, but that process might be a day, a week, a month, or a year. You can't wait till you get the goal. You can't wait till you score the try to start living. You better be living while you're trying to do it. Yeah, we've got to stop mentioning achievements as as. I- a barometer of living i think for the people that are perhaps watching on the people i think my interpretation of where i thought or or was hoping it might go is i i think like what steven said if 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 i had to say yes or no to that question cam my answer is yes i'm living i'm living my best life 
with what I have and what I know right now. I intend on learning a hell of a lot more in the future and living even better. But I think there's a lot of people that are putting it off for the right time. And let me remind those people that are there waiting for this right time to start living, there is no right time. The right time is just an illusion that we create in our mind and it's up to us to put that right time in place. There is no right time. There is no wrong time. There is only time. Tomorrow, tomorrow is just always tomorrow. It's just a dream day in the future that we don't have. So putting... So my question to you and Thomas, Thompson, I was about to say Thomas. My question question to both of you... I'll go back. I've already asked you, Lou, but again, didn't get an answer. I'll ask Stephen the same question. So there's nothing you would change. Is that the question or? We're well, saying you're living. You, you, you two have said yes. Chris and I have said, no, we're not living. Right. You two have said, yes, we're living. And if I die tomorrow, no death, no uh, deathbed confessions. Right. I think uh, there's anything you would change. I've answered that anyway, because I said, there's other things I'd like to do and ways I'd like to do them, but. I'm content with what I've got That's now. That's the future. Right now, nothing I'm, would change. I'm content with what I've got now. If someone told me tomorrow's your last day, I, I, I would. Do you know what? Just, and, you know and, what? I've had a good life. I've been blessed. I've got a good family. I've got a But if you could, I've got you've got parents. the choice to change something. You, there's nothing you'd change. And like you say, right now. I, I, right now, I want to work less days in the week and I want to travel more. But that's only going to add. You're not living. No, because I'm already living. That's just going to be extra living. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? I had this feeling of extreme fear of death growing up. I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. But for most of my life, I've been absolutely shit scared of death. Um, and I think there's a there's a thing where I don't know what it was, but I look back now and it was because I always felt as though I had something huge or massive that I wanted to achieve and or something I wanted, I wanted to change the world. That was my dream kind of thing, you know? And so to answer your question, Cam, would I change anything right now? No, because with what I know and with who I am right now in myself, I really feel like I'm living my best life, but I know I have a lot to still learn. Okay. Well, I don't believe you for a second, but that's all right. That's cool. That's, uh, that's cool. But that's because you can't judge what someone else believes their version of living is. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, and I can tell you, I can tell you that we we talked at the start about people saying they're content just to to prove a point to other people. No, but I I, I can tell you a story of a. Person are you being judgmental? You being judgmental now, Cam? It's asking questions, mate. More. And as we all we've all said, everyone's allowed to have an opinion, right? So. I, I tell exactly. you a story I know of a guy who earlier this year fell off the roof of his house, mm. got rushed to hospital, got told that he was going to be a, a quadriplegic. And, well, they told the family to turn the plug, pull the plug. He's not going to survive. Um, it's time to go. He, they said, we can't do that. That's against our religion. So they let him go. He has gone through different stages. He's now woken up. He's still a quadriplegic and he's one of the most happiest men in the world that he is alive. He can see his wife. He can see his children. He can be fed food. And for the moment, he's more than happy that they didn't pull the plug and let him go. So his version of living currently at 60 odd plus years of age is that he's glad they didn't pull the plug and he's happy that they let him go. 
it's everyone's got a different version. I mean, yeah. I just could, think like the odds of the odds of I, I, not arguing, and I love lovely story, right? But you ask if you could get true serum into people first, if we could inject people with true serum, which the you know the left would have a huge problem with, but vaccines were okay, um, right? So if we could inject a thousand people with true serum and ask them a hundred percent, are you living? And and is there anything you would change? But do you know what, Cam? One hundred percent, no. But do you know what though? Can I just ask you this? Do you think? And I'm not trying to argue with you. So before you get on me, do you think Stephen and I, by saying that we're living, do you think we're lying? No, it's not well, I'm lying. It's a strong question. But if it's a it's, yes, no question, it's closer to false than the truth. So you know what? You ask me if there's anything I would change. There's a difference between. Let me just explain it so I don't confuse you. If there's anything that I would rather be doing right now or to, I, I, I feel like I'm living my best life. If there's things that I could be doing right now that would make my life better. For example, I used to be very um, uh, strict with my, my gym routine twice a day, every day, etc. I've matured and I've grown and a part of me doing that was about appearance. I've moved on from that as I've got older. I know that I would probably be healthier and feel better, but right now, I'm content with who I am and what I'm doing and how I'm living. So in my mind, in my opinion, I'm living my best life just because I'm not exercising. Even though I know full well that probably exercising and not drinking as much wine is good for me, I'm cool with being and living how I am now. That's not lying. That's just me being... No, no but that, that, was a regretful, that was a regretful statement, saying I know I could be healthier and I know I could be better. That's a regretful statement. So you've just proved my point. So let's just go, Ken. Part of you wants to, part of you wants to, I'm not saying part of you wants to be going to the gym every day, but part of you wants to be healthier and part of you wants to drink less wine. Right? No, 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 I didn't say that. I said part of me knows that if I did that, I would be healthier. But right now, I don't want to do that. I'm happy and living the life that I want to live now. But that's not me not living because I was going back to the, the, the point that you said, is there anything I would change? Well, if there would be anything, it would be that. But I don't want to. I'm happy doing what I'm doing and living. <laughs> so, so, Cam, your, your terms oh, with all this stuff I would change, but I don't want to, but I would yeah. change it if I could, but I don't want to, but I would no, change but I, it. I wouldn't change it. That's the point, Cam. I wouldn't I no. No. So, Cam, Cam oh, yes. you turned 40 yes, the other day and you turned 40 the other month and you've said you're not living. Are you happy with your life currently? Uh, on a scale of, if we're doing percentages. One yeah. being zero, 10 being 100. <laughs> 10 being 100. Well, you know, <laughs> using the scale that we use, one being no good, 10 being you love it. So give it a rating yeah, out of... 80, 80-20 rule, Steve. I'm happy with 80% of my life, right? There's 20% okay. of things that I'm, I'm but, working but on. So you, don't, so you don't think then that if you've got 80% level of happiness that you're living in some way? No, because some of the things that I could change, I don't. Mate, and that's that's not living. Like Lou just said, she wishes she was healthier, but she's I don't, using, I don't wish. I don't using the masks that everybody uses and says, I'm content, I'm happy to say I wish I, this, but putting words in my mouth. I never said I wished. So I let's help it. everyone, Cam, for a guy who's probably maybe just reached half of his end age. Um and you're only eighty percent happy and there's so much stuff you'd like to change. Why be unhappy for half your life? 
How are we going to help Tails, people? unhappy. Oh. Yeah, but happy again. No, listen, listen. So, so how happiness, are we going to start again? Living? I'll go back to I'll go back to what I said. We're relating happiness to living. I never said okay, I was so, unhappy. Am I content? Am so I because you're living 80%, at percent? Right. So when are you going to be able to start living then? When will yeah. you start? I've got choices. I've got choices, don't I? Yeah. So when are you going to make them? We all do. I think we're all confusing contentment, happiness, gratefulness, and all this sort of stuff. Well, I don't think we're ever going to be 100% content with our lives. I think we can only be happy for the moment that we're living. We can be grateful with what we've got, but it's no, all right to want more. Be content. It's all right to want more. I disagree. I think you can be content. It's all right to want more. I think it's all right to want more, but we, we, we can be happy living in the moment and be grateful for what we've got. Yes. But you know what, Kevin, you're saying 80%. Oh, that's the figure that I put on my head when Lou asked the question. But that 20% is the things that I want to do, not for the moment. It's not in the moment. And I think that's where we're mixing, you know, where we are today and where we're going to be tomorrow and next week, next year. Because uh, there's things, Chris, there's things that I want to do that I'm not doing anything about, right? That's get... the difference. I'm not, where we so where we talked before about how oh, we're working towards it, the 20% has a lot of things in it that I am doing. I'd wake up tomorrow and I'll probably do nothing towards that 20% again. So will and they that end up is, that is not living, right? Hey? Yeah. So well, will they end up changing confessions and Cam? Those 20% 100%, that you've been 100%. If I don't, so if, if, if if I don't wake up one day and actually do something about it, that's going to be... So, so why, though? The question was why. The question why. But if they're going to be confessions, change is hard. That's the thing people don't know. If they're going to be deathbed confessions, then you're already saying that. You're basically saying that you're never actually going to be living then because you just said that they're going to be deathbed. If I don't wake up tomorrow and choose to do something towards the 20%, and then I do that again, and then I do that for the next. 50 years, I disagree with Stephen. I'm going to live to at least 90 just to annoy the shit out of Louise. Um, <laughs> then it will become a death. The question was, Stephen's right, why do people leave it so late? You know why? Because change is hard. Yeah. Staying the same, people think, is easy, but change is hard. So, so this they don't goes back to it. You go back to something that Chris said earlier in this most people don't know how to change. Yep. Don't, and Louise touched on it as well. They don't have the training, some of the training we've had. You've had all the training we've had, Cam, and you still won't change. Still you hard, know. mate, because it's, that's, the, that's the thing. Like, I'm, you know, changed. we look at, changed a lot. We can make it easy, right? We can make it easy. Like, let's, let's talk about health and weight, right? Losing 20 kilos is hard. Losing one is easy. And the, to get to the final 20%, the work you've got to do, and I disagree where people don't know where to start. Everyone knows where to start. They just won't take the but first you know, Do you know what I think the big thing is here, guys? I think the big thing is, is a lot of people don't want to do the hard things. And the hard things that other people avoid and the things that make you feel uncomfortable and the things that make you go to places that you don't want to go. Because you know what? When you do the hard things in life, they're the moments and you achieve them. They're the moments that build you up. And they're the moments that change your life. And, and that's when you are living authentically and genuinely um, yourself. And I think a lot of people spend too much time in life running, running. Like I've got so many examples and scenarios in my mind. They run because change is hard. It is hard, Cam. I don't disagree. But they run because they don't want to do the hard work. They don't want to do the <laughs> uncomfortable thing. They don't want to do it. It's hard. 
They don't want to do the thing that takes them out of their comfort zone. And, and it's those things that we do in those times that build us up and, and fire us up and move us forward to, to living our best life. I think that's... And unfortunately, what people do is they tick off boxes that are the easy boxes. And the easy boxes are go to work, get paid, make enough money to buy that material thing you want, right? Unfortunately, that that hey, isn't that kind of what I just said? Like people run from the hard things; they do the easy things. You know, yeah, they do. The I just said the same thing for fifteen minutes. But what they do is they'll buy, they'll buy it. Go, Chris. I'll, Stephen, I'll jump in here. I'll ask Stephen this, and because we're the same vintage, right? When I was forty, my mindset was different to what I am today, and it was different to when I was thirty, right? I think the biggest problem that the majority has have majority of people have is we think we have enough time yeah curious. We, i think we have waited we, we all we all think, and I, I think we mentioned it before we all think we have way too much time we all think we'll live um, funnily enough i worked yeah I, I, funnily enough I, I worked out the hours i mean the average age of a male in australia is uh 83 the, you know life expectancy i should say they Average life expectancy is 83. So if you were 50, you'd only have 200, about 280,000 hours in front of you. That's all. Mm. Nah, but it's not that, Chris. I agree with you. You're 100% right, except for that last bit, because the objection I was going to throw at you was too many people listen to the average life expectancy. You could be dead tomorrow. You could be dead, you could be dead going, in yeah. 10 minutes' time. Average yeah. so is the this middle. This is where I'm going, mate. This is where I'm going. So, but you don't know when your clock, your clock's up. So, mm. but you don't start looking at that until you get to that age. When you're 30 and 40, you don't look at it as much as when you're 50. I'll tell you now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Go, Steve. And you didn't ask me a question, but that's okay. I, I, the answer I'm going to give you is that I, we, we bought a motorhome about a month ago because we want to start to travel. Now we've got a few things we need to yeah. do this year. We've already started to be out in it. We had a holiday. We're going away three and four days at a time because that's our stage. Are we doing as much as we want to do? No, because there's just things that in life that are holding us up that we'll never get out to do as much as we want to do. And we own four businesses. So the chances are we're not going to just pack up and go around Australia for two years at a time and never come back we're going to have to be there to run our businesses. So we've already said when we bought it, we will be the people who take 15 years to get around Australia in three-week intervals because we will come back. But does that mean we're not living? I don't think it does. Yeah. Um, so in that love, mate. According to whoever's running the page, you know, there's three statements I've seen three times now to the two boys at the bottom of my screen. One, you're in love, Thompson, and that's all you're talking about. And Chris, you're full of it. So I don't know who's running the one and wisdom page, but well, why, it was something. It was something we that wrote that Thomas will never have as much facial hair as me, so don't call me Thomas again. So, um, but Romeo, you know, oh Romeo, where for out now, Romeo? You know how that ended. But yeah, you know I, how I, Romeo I, and Juliet ended, Steve, don't you? Yep. I'm not, but I'm not yeah, Romeo, so. But I agree with Chris. I, I do agree. You you think differently, but I believe that. And what I thought in my twenties, I mean, look, I, I'm probably the worst of everything of never having had a work life balance. I left school. I went into real estate. I bought a real estate agency three years after working. I was a real estate owned my own business by the time I was 21, and life just went on from there. 
it's only probably the last. And yet I've been overseas every single year up until COVID since 2000. But I was still tied to a business and I'm still tied to a business. And I, I, but oh, but you're that, living. Don't you? God. Don't but you does that mean, I, but I still think, does that mean you're not living? You know, and I think that's, you know, like it, it, it's everyone's different definition. Have I lived more in the last few years? Yes, because I've just learned to start to say no. Guys, guys, so like, I think we've got to look at it like this to give some clarification. What's the opposite of living? Death. Death. So none we're of all us, living then, aren't we? We're all living. But some of us are just existing and some of us are doing rather than being. And that's the thing. When we talk about the, the reality is we're all bloody living. We're all here. We're all got our hearts beating right now and our blood pressure's pumping. We're all living. But some people are existing and some people are doing rather than being. And I think there's these things. And you know what? I'm not who I was five years ago let alone 15 years ago and i know what i who i am today i'm i'm going to be 20 30 50 hopefully god knows how much older and that much more full of wisdom i don't think you can ever say with a definitive answer that i'm living to the best of my life because right now no cam don't celebrate now what i'm, I'm celebrating is now because it took half an hour for you to say the truth yeah but i think the difference is she said best life yeah. You know, she's still living. I'm, I mean, exactly. you're still living because you've got a beautiful wife, which I still don't know how you got her in the first place. You've got a couple of kids who, you know, in private schools are doing really well. Body, mate. You know, I think like, you're going to say, Cam, that you're not living. Let My God. This, let me ask this, and this, you could probably do a whole podcast on this too. Fire. And, and if you choose to take personal offence to this, then that's probably on you, not me. Why are we so intent on giving advice that we don't follow ourselves? Um, because maybe we can help people along the way from the errors we don't do it to we don't do it to ourselves. Yeah, but we're. But, <clears throat> but I think that's part of what we do in our training. I mean, you know. Chris rings and asks for some help. And I think, gee, that was a really good idea I gave him. I better just go do that now myself. You know, like, the question was why? I know, I know we all do it. You're telling me that we do it. I know we all do it. We've sat here for an hour and done it. There's four people who aren't living telling people how to live. Why? Well, well except for me, because I haven't told anyone how to live. I'm the only one who's honest and said I'm not. Um, sorry for you. We all do it. We all, we all do it, right? Why? Why is it so... Why? Why do we go to somebody? Here's what you should do, right? You should go here, here. Because you know here, why, Cam? Because you sit there and go, Steve. You sit there and go, that was a really bloody good idea. Maybe I should do that. Then you still don't. I'll tell you why, Cam. Because you said it earlier. No one likes change, and it's easier to tell someone else what to do and how to do it rather than do it yourself. And that's why we do it. Because so do no you, one. Do you think that's living? Do you think that's living? Telling people to do stuff that you won't do yourself. You need to stop opening Pandora's box upon Pandora's box upon Pandora's box. You go no, round and round and round in circles to the point where well, it I think sense. I think we need to ask Cam, what is living to you, yeah, Cam? For God's sake, you well, tell us. Let's tell us because oh. you're not living. You you're half are dead. for giving advice for people who are, who are living. Like, what is living to you, yeah. Cam Wilson? I've said it in the first five minutes. Living true to yourself and not true to what other people expect of you. So I've you're not that. So, so you're, you're not, not true to yourself. So you're not doing that then, in other words? Not 100%, no. Well, aren't you a 
a hole. So, no, so because you want a you want a perfect hey, you want a perfect example. If I was living, those words that are banned from this podcast wouldn't be banned. That's the way I act, whether that's good, bad or otherwise. That's me. Now, that's a very petty and, and minute example, but don't, I, gave my, you know what, example, I gave my definition of living at the very start and I've admitted that I'm not living. So that means I'm not living 100% true to myself rather than social conditioning, right? I've admitted that. You're trying to spin this around on me when I'm the only one who has said, no, we're not living. What, so what you're saying is you're the only one that's right, we're all wrong and telling crap. We all have our own definition. We all have our own examples, interpretation of living. I have no... No one's answered why we keep telling people to do stuff we won't do ourselves. I just friggin' answered it. I've been guilty of it. I just... Did I not just answer it? Am I the only one in this room right now? Did I not just answer that? I don't think you've answered it. Oh, you didn't give the, you didn't give all, the all you did, all you and Stephen did was say, this is what we do. Chris, yeah, exactly. why do give advice we're not willing to follow? Like you said before, change is hard. Did I not just say that? Am I invisible? Why tell someone, else to, tell someone else to do it? Oh. We know what we should be doing, but do we do it? No, we don't. That's my point. It's easy. It's easy to tell someone. It's did easy I, to tell someone what to do. So should we stop? Did I just not say this? telling other people, should we, Cam, we live in Did I just not say this? How many, many door, Cam, how many door knocks did you do today? None. Zero. None, but you told your team to go out and door knock. So should you not tell your team to door knock anymore? Because uh, it doesn't count because I've done it in the past. I've never asked my team to do anything I haven't done or would be willing to do. If I had to go out and door knock tomorrow, I'd do it. Fair enough. I'll let you have that one. I defy anyone to challenge me on that. I defy anyone to challenge me on telling my staff to do something I haven't done or would be willing to do. But Can't then if we can help other people from the mistakes we've made and things we know we're not doing right, is that not something that you should do? Hey, mate, go and forgive the person who completely trashed your life and then forgive it and forgiveness is a way otherwise you're taking the poison with you and then we all sit there with people in our lives we haven't forgiven at all right and that's i'm not talking about door knocking i'm talking about living telling other people to forgive when we haven't clearly haven't forgiven everything in our own life things like that so do we stop giving advice and start admitting that change is hard we can sit there and be vulnerable and actually go to people we're not sitting here pretending we actually have this shit sorted because we don't change is hard Maybe he's some ideas that we could work, but we can't be going and telling people, just go and do this, just go and do that, and then sit there and not do it yourself. Of course we can't, but the question you are... No, but the question... When you say say we do, are you referring to us four or are you talking as we in a general term across the population? Well, right now I'm talking about us four because we've just given an hour and a half of advice, but none of us are living, right? So we just spent an hour and a half telling people how to live when we're not... We haven't Cam, told anybody how to live. This is your you your your interpretation <laughs> is off. If you're eighty percent happy, Cam, isn't that living though? Really? Like, wouldn't you have to admit? Because I've got be nothing re- to do with happiness. No. But, but it doesn't matter. You should be doing right that I'm not doing. Because I, I don't know too many people that are well oh. they're breathing, but they're really unhappy. But happiness has to form part of living. Exactly. Like, has to a part of happiness isn't a barometer. 
Are you serious? No, you did. You just said 80-20. So you're 80% happy, 20% unhappy. Let me ask Cam this then. Can I ask you, Cam, on a scale of 1 to 100, how happy are you with your life now? Huh? We've already asked this. I've already answered it. No, I didn't. What? No, that was the living scale. I'm asking you now. Happiness scale on a rating of one to a hundred. Huh? What was that? 80 happiness. 80. So your 80 happiness and your 80 living are can coincidentally at the same point. So, but, but Cam, what I don't understand is if you're 80% living and you're telling yourself that you're only 80% living, are you going to be somebody who gets to the end of their life? with these deathbed regrets and say that you, uh, like, okay. Potentially, potentially, but what I'm not going to do is sit here and tell everyone what they should be doing. We're going in in circles. Right, we're going in circles on the same thing of what we think our own determination of living is. And we're going in this circle, right? We're coming close to the end. And it's it's going nowhere. What what I think we need to do is pick one thing each that we would say to people. Maybe what, what would be one great piece of advice that we would use ourselves, or we are using ourselves to go back to what we were speaking about before and Cam brought up to help each other, to help other people live a better life for themselves. Mm. Not the best do, life, but a better life. Do what, what you be, can what do now. That's the answer. Go. My one is go do what you can do now because yeah. you don't know when your life is coming to an end. Yep. I think it starts with you've got to work out. I think so going. Saying, don't put off. Don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? If you've got the thought, you know what you think. If yesterday I wanted to catch a plane to Queensland to watch the game, just go do it. Mm. Just live the life because. There's plenty of people who held funerals today and yesterday who mm-hmm. did not get to do what they wanted to do and you've got the five top things that people have said on their deathbed. Just live your best life and if you think you can do it, go do it. If you want to do it, go do it. Just live, live it. That would be my only one bit of advice to everyone. Yeah. I'm only one, so you three can have a go now. Boys. <laughs> Um, I have, today is a gift and that's why we call it the present. That's all we have. We don't have tomorrow. We don't have the past because that's gone as well. So we can't beat ourselves on up on what's happened, what we've done, where we've been and the mistakes that we've made. It's gone. We can't change it, nor can we predict or try and implement the future before it's here. It's not here. We only have today. And don't put off today that living or starting or you know wanting to live the best version of yourself or your life and whatever your interpretation of living is whether it involves happiness money whatever whatever makes you happy and and makes you feel aligned with your purpose and your passion because to me that's what it is if you're aligned with your purpose and your passion and you're living your authentic life and doing the right thing then you're living because the alternative to or the opposite of living is death you know and if you're doing that then you're living so don't don't just focus on today that's all we have you know we don't have tomorrow or yesterday 
It's just don't wait for the future to start because the future may not be here and that's the sad reality. Growing old is a privilege that's denied to many and I ain't gonna be or don't wanna be somebody who dies young with all these hopes and dreams and or living the life that I wanted to live because there just ain't another one. Bruce? I, um, the first thing I'd say is everyone, it doesn't matter who you, who you are, everyone has that thing in their mind and it won't be in the back of your mind or be in the front of your mind that you know you need to change. There's going to be that one thing and it might be a small thing, it might be a big thing, but there'll be one thing. Take action on that one thing, whatever it may be. Just take action on one, that one thing. And the, the last thing I'd like to say is having more doesn't necessarily being more. Um, be grateful for now, for what mm. you have now. And, 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 and celebrate what you have now. Because like Lou said, tomorrow you might not have anything. Yeah. So celebrate what you have now um, so. and forgive forgive people. Yeah. Seriously. You can't carry that with you. Cheers to that, Chriso. Yep. I don't think everyone's sitting around saying take action and, and do this and do that, but none of that can happen unless you know what living is for you. Yes. Yep. Studying living. Yep. My one piece of advice is to start by locking yourself in a dark room or a sauna. Or a trench with your house. Oh, that's because you said Or a wine cellar. Surrounded by them, yeah. Or a man cave. None of the questions that everyone tried to smash each other with today could be answered truthfully without actually knowing what living is for you. We were reminded of that a hundred times, right? hundred percent. You need to lock yourself in a room and allow all those thoughts to penetrate and actually be okay because because of the conditioning and the different things that go on in people's life what is living to you a lot of it it's like uh seeing a ghost we're taught that ghosts don't exist so the minute we think we've seen something it disappears sit with yourself get very uncomfortable with yourself because it's going to be uncomfortable with yourself and actually work out what living is to you mm. and then you have the choice to do something about it or not. I'm not going to sit here and tell everyone to go and do something about it because we've already said there's things that I haven't done to do something about. Yeah. You have a choice. Living is a choice, not a journey, not a uh, when the time is right, not a not a anything else. Living is a choice, but until you know what living is, you can't make that choice properly. Mm. Yeah. Very Stephen's good. already disappeared. I don't know what happened to Stephen Thompson. Yeah. Love you all. <laughs> See you guys next See week. Next week, there'll be a less hairy Please man go. here potentially. Okay. Talk See you guys. Take, See care. You, Take care. Bye. See you guys.